Welcome to another glorious day. This is Hot Take. I'm Chip Whitman. Now I want to talk about a story that's been getting a lot of traction with the liberal media lately. That story is about Greg Hardy with the Carolina Panthers. Now as you may recall, last summer he got himself into a lot of trouble, and deservedly so. He hurt his girlfriend, which is never okay. But the controversy he's getting in now touches on two constitutional freedoms, which not everybody agrees with, but I do wholeheartedly. And those are the First and Second Amendments, people. Now, he said something on Twitter that said he's going to be coming out guns a-blazing. A lot of people thought that this was a horrible thing to say. You know, I have to disagree. I have to disagree, and I'll tell you why. You see, there's this attack on guns lately. I don't understand why. I mean, I don't pick up a newspaper every day, but I know how I feel. And how I feel is how most of Americans feel. We don't all feel like these limousine liberals who just want everything to conform to them, including anything that happens in a sports arena or on Twitter that involves a sports arena. Is this the country you want to live in? Is this the country you want to live in where you can't keep a loaded gun under your pillow? Because I do. Now apparently, a lot of this scuffle comes from the fact that Greg Hardy had pushed his girlfriend onto a futon filled with guns. Now, I just want to reiterate, that is no crime. Pushing her, sure. But being on a futon with guns? What's so bad about that? I mean, they're safeties, right? But no, this is just an attack on our freedoms again. Now, there is nothing unsafe about laying on a bed filled with guns. I do it myself. I keep 11 under my mattress and 2 under my pillow. It's how I keep safe. Because you never know when a person with questionable character or the government is going to suddenly knock on your door. And when that happens, you're going to need those things. They keep you safe. So we need to focus on the fact that laying on a futon filled with weaponry, well, it's just smart. And I don't know why we're looking at this like it's crazy. The second thing is, what he said on Twitter, come out guns blazing, that's just a phrase. You know... It's just a phrase. Oh, sure, people are going to link it to the fact that he pushed his girlfriend on a bed with guns, but couldn't that really happen to anybody? I mean, honestly, think about things that you've done in your life. You're telling me that you have honestly never had an argument with somebody and pushed him on a bed which just happened to have guns? I know I have. I mean, of course it wasn't a woman because they're so frail. That's wrong, once again. But, you know, maybe in college... You had a disagreement with your roommate, and you pushed him on a futon filled with guns. It happens to everyone at some point, whether you want to admit it or not. And if you don't want to admit it, well, I think we know which side of the aisle you're sitting on. Now, we got that unpleasantness out of the way. Let's talk about a sponsor, Volkswagen. Now, Volkswagen, once again, haven't been keeping up with the press lately, But I don't understand why people are so upset. Something about polluting the environment. Now, I think we know a lot of this stuff is a myth anyway, created by the liberal media once again. But let's look at reality here. Volkswagen, they're bringing back diesel. It's a cheaper fuel. You know, you always see it, that one pump at a gas station, way cheaper than the others. Clearly, that's good for the working man. But if you're really worried about the environment, they've passed every emissions test that they've ever gotten. It's ridiculous. Why all the hate? Passed every single one, 100%. 
Furthermore, this is a company who has a storied history. They started in World War II, okay? During the Depression. They pulled themselves up by their bootstraps. They made something of themselves. They sold to everybody. And even when World War II was over, they continued to sell to everybody. And we all knew this was a company that we could buy cars from. Still today. So check out Volkswagen. All right, enough of my yammering. On with the show. Stephen K. Smith joining us in the studio. Now, Stephen, Kevin Durant has gone after you offering this quote. I don't talk to Stephen K. Smith at all. No one in my family, none of my friends do. So he's lying. Would you care to respond? Kevin Durant went on a rant when discussing my knowledge about his availability to other teams in the NBA. Kevin Durant would have you believe that I am unknowledgeable when coming across these types of stories and leads, even though it is my birthright and self-made career choice to enable myself to provide for my family by putting food in my mistress's mouth and keeping a roof over several of my illegitimate children. This is a very large responsibility that I am more than willing to do and take over given a court order. Kevin Durant would have you think that I sit at home on my ass in my den, thinking up ideas taking right out of the air in order to come up with compelling stories for my show on NFSW Sports and NFSW Sports 2. Kevin Durant would not remember me as a childhood friend running the streets of Baltimore on Cedar Street playing tag, throwing the football, and playing basketball in his grandmother's driveway. He wouldn't remember me because at that time my name was Antoine Woods. Now little Antoine was height challenged. Little Antoine was very handsome. And little Antoine kept his ear open. And one day with his open ears, he heard Kevin Durant brag about how he had seen and had sex with our sixth grade teacher in the library after school. I said, Kevin Durant, you are a liar. This never happened. Miss Brookmeyer would never do anything like that. And no matter what you say, you did not suckle at her breast. Kevin Durant probably doesn't remember swearing up and down that he had, in fact, touched our teacher with his private parts underneath of her normally covered area by a bathing suit. Upon me calling Kevin Durant out on this, he said the following phrase, Antoine Woods, if I am lying, may I choose the LA Lakers in a contract dispute with my current team in the future at some point, choosing to go there when all other teams have asked me to go to there. I said, Kevin Durant, I accept that. Kevin Durant himself has told me that he will be considering the LA Lakers first. Kevin Durant has told everyone on that city block in Baltimore, Maryland, that he will be going to the LA Lakers. Kevin Durant is a liar and never had sex with our teacher in the library of our elementary school. Kevin Durant does not recall that I once lived next door to him in Seattle area. And witnessed him having several barbecues 
entertaining many of the L.A. Lakers high-up office people, GMs, presidents, magical Johnsons, Kevin Durant would not want you to know that at all times, underneath every piece of clothes that he wears is a Lakers jersey, predestined with a number that he chose as a child that he would wear someday as a L.A. Laker, the number 69. Kevin Durant is a liar, a rat-faced fink. Kevin Durant is a poor man's Xavier McDaniels. Kevin Durant looks like his head is made out of Play-Doh and someone squished their fingers to each other around the nose area. To sum it up, Kevin Durant, liar, pants, on fire. Thank you very much, Stephen K. Smith. Now, I'd like to ask you a few questions from around the league. Certainly. Michael Kidd Gilchrist is out for the season with a torn labrum in his right shoulder. Does anyone outside of his mother care? Yes, my good friend and confidant, Michael Jordan, cares. And the greatest player to ever play the game whose name is not Carl Malone has a problem with this. Michael Jordan has spent several seasons sitting in an office with a group of men deciding, making choices that would affect his team for years to come, hoping and praying to turn his team into something that looks like it's been polished by someone such as Michael Jordan. Kid Gilchrist was his, how should I say, gleaming light in the darkness of folly. Kid Gilchrist was his first stepping stone to creating a team who may have a shot at being somewhere near a team that may make it to the playoffs. With him gone, the same people who have given me the rumors on the Kevin Durant situation have given me the following information. Michael Jordan will come out of retirement. Not if, but when. We may see Michael game two of the 2015-2016 NBA season. LaMarcus Aldridge was held out of a Spurs practice due to tightness in his IT band. Is this evidence that Tim Duncan is stealing life energy from the players around him and it's only a matter of time before Aldridge looks like Greg Oden? Greg Oden looks like if a planter's peanut had sex with the Skeksis from the Dark Crystal. Proof positive that Tim Duncan is stealing the essence from players. Tim Duncan is storing the essence of players in a ring that he wears on his finger on off days. Short answer, yes. Manny Pacquiao has announced he will run for the Senate in the Philippines. Is this because he's afraid to take on Floyd Mayweather in a rematch? Running for Senate in the Philippines is like vying for a golden ticket to go into Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. No one really cares, and no one's going to pay money to see Johnny Depp tell you about it. Alden Smith was arrested for the fifth time in three years, leading him to being cut by the 49ers. The Raiders signed him on September 11th, and he's only registered one sack so far this season. What's been more devastating, Oakland adding Smith to the roster or the attack on the World Trade Center? 
You asked the tough questions. I could see Alden Smith drunkenly piloting a plane into the World Trade Center only to stumble out of it and try to hide a weapon before the authorities arrived. Short answer, yes. It looks like Ben Roethlisberger will return to the field on October 25th against the Chiefs. Will he be suspended for another weird sex thing before that date? Short answer, yes. Joining us in the studio, Coach Gunderson. Colin Kaepernick has disappointed the 49ers organization in the last two seasons. His $126 million extension has several outs with the Niners that they can use to cut bait with them without paying for the bulk of the sum. Will they be searching for another disappointing quarterback next year, or will they let him disappoint for another season? Colin Humperdinck. Kind of like lighting the wrong end of a cigarette. It's terrible coming right out of the gate. But you got to tear that shit off, flip that shit around, and you still got something good to go with. So I think there's still hope there. Pete Carroll is optimistic that Marshawn Lynch will play Week 5 against the Bengals. Will his appearance lead to a Super Bowl, or will it devastate the team to the point of where the fans burn down Quest Field? Now Marshawn Lynch, East Mode there, he's going to tear it up. He's got that offensive line that does nothing, so he's got to take that all upon himself. So he's going to show up there with his bag of Skittles, leave that shit all over the field. He's going to be picking up rainbow sprinkles there, Seattle Kingdom. Seattle's defensive end Michael Bennett said he didn't like Matt Stafford much because he's from Dallas and they killed JFK. Is this a legitimate grudge? Now, I was there on that Dallas day when they assassinated that kennedy fella i don't remember seeing that uh stat mafford there if he was he was just a little boy in diapers so you know i'm gonna have to give a break on him on that one son several players for the bills have accused odell beckham jr of throwing punches after an eli manning fumble preston brown said he would get away with it because he's the golden boy of the league does this mean that tom brady's career is over now, what happens there at the bottom of that field, well, back in my day, when you get in that scrum there, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on. Kicking, biting, screaming, licking other guys in the elbow. You know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on. So, uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do. You get, get that shit done, son. Matthew McConaughey fired up Washington before the game with a blustery speech. They annihilated the Eagles 23-20. to does this mean that all liberals are now guilty of hating Indians? Now that Matthew McGillicuddy, he's a hell of a hell of a hippie there. You know, he's out there in the forest smoking weed, playing them bongos. You ain't got no business on a field, son. What are you doing there? Now them uh, Washington Football Club, I don't know what you're doing with a fellow like this. You can't have that, son. You got to get yourself a real statesman. You got to go back. Dwight D. Eisenhower. That's the guy you want there. The Dolphins fired Joe Philbin after a dismal 1-3 start. Will interim coach Dan Campbell be fired after going 0-4, or will the Dolphins lose the next 12 games? Now, see, here's a problem there, uh, Miami. 
when you uh, hired that Regis Philbin there, you you got yourself open a whole can of worms there. You know, they was pretty good on uh, with Kathy Lee there, but, you know, when he uh, switched over to Kelly Ripa, totally changed the game. She did all right there when she got that Michael Strahan. But, Regis, you're just too damn old for that shit. You can't be in there being head coach, so watch we'll say. Go back to selling whatever it is you do. Martavius Bryant has returned from suspension after violating the Shield substance abuse policy. He spent the time being mentored by former NBA player John Lucas. Has Lucas shown Bryant the error of his ways, or will he continue to take drugs without a masking agent? Now, Kobe Bryant, what I have to say, I don't know why you're trying to play football. You need to go back to that uh, other sport there, that basketball. You know, you even got people mentoring you from the NBA. I don't know what you're trying to do there, son. You know, you get to get yourself a real real coach there in the NFL. That's how you get it done, son. And now we're going to do some picks for the upcoming football week. Thursday night, Colts at Texans. I have to think with my head rather than my heart and say that a mule is only as hungry as a pig will let him. Therefore, I'm picking the Colts. One of those fellows, Mr. Samuel Colt, he makes a hell of a gun. I carry three of them down in my locker. Texans? Never had much use for them. I don't even know why they even took that Oilers team away from Texas. That was the worst thing they ever did. For that, you ain't going to win this week, son. Sunday morning, Rams at Packers. You can only pick cabbage before 6 a.m. for so long. Rams defeat the Packers in a shocking, shocking win. All right, Rams. You know, they got the greatest show on turf. Got Kurt Warner tearing up on the field. Isaiah Bruce. You're just having a hell of a time out there. You know, you got that young backup, Sam Brackford. On the other side of the field, we're going to have that uh, Bart Starr, Vince Lombardi. You can't bet against that. They're going to win. Broncos still got that hell of a defense. Sunday afternoon, Broncos at Raiders. The Raiders could aggravate a wooden man. Raiders over Broncos in a victorious style. Broncos still got that hell of a defense. That Tim Tebow, though, he's still throwing them noodle ducks. Get it done downfield. The other side of that field, you got that uh, Raiders. Gerbach haven't been getting it done. John Madden, you slap him upside the face. If he doesn't do it, Al Davis, I know you will. With all that said, I'll say uh, Bronco defense is going to win another one. Sunday night, 49ers at Giants. You can only open up a tin of sardines and eat anchovies so many times before pecans fall off the tree. San Francisco 49ers take this win. Tom Coughlin. Still a hell of a young man, in your prime. You keep doing what you do, you got this one in the game. Monday night, Steelers at Chargers. Monday night will be an old-fashioned dogfight as Michael Vick returns for the second starting of his season as the Pittsburgh Steelers dominate in their win on Monday Night Football. This Monday night game, Iron Curtain, they're gonna be ripping apart that uh, 
Dan Deardor offense down there in San Diego. Going to be a hell of a game. Still got that uh, Big Ben Tower. He's uh, still going to be out. So they're going to bring in that Terry Bradshaw. He's going to be tearing it up. Steve is going to win this one. Coach Gunderson, Stephen K. Smith, thank you. Kevin Durant was not harmed during the making of this podcast. Not safe for network. So when you get the actual script in your hands, how is it that you memorize everything? I mean, there's like, you write the first letter of each word. That's what Robert Downey Jr. does. Sure, yeah. And that's great for Robert Downey Jr. But that's, that's just great for Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> that just gets me so confused. RDJ. So RDJ. we won't be seeing you in an Iron Man suit anytime soon. <laughs> well, uh, not in not, uh, not on stage. Not? In my off time, maybe. <laughs> but I don't know what you're doing in my bedroom, so please leave. That's debatable. I think the way we argue matters. The more diverse populations we have to argue with, the better. The internet, it gives you a lot of zealotry and, and a lot of that insane, you know, 9-11 was an inside job or the moon landing never happened or whatever. But, you know, if we could look at the flip side of that too, you get a whole bunch of information that gets to fly around the world in a heartbeat and all of a sudden everybody knows the same damn thing. We had a good life. Is talking about the Juggalo community mm -hmm. on the podcast so publicly as we do, Yeah. does that set us up as a target in the future potentially? It's as much of a threat as a dirty 400-pound topless woman like running at you from a couple hundred yards away can be. You know what I mean? This is family over it's here. family. Box office battle. If you were to take the male lead of your film and put him into a romantic comedy, would I root for him? I have to say we have seen this romantic comedy. Liv Tyler is his daughter, and he saves the human race in Armageddon. Is that a romantic comedy, though? You know, you had me until you said Armageddon. Shooting the show. My parents always stocked up on ramen. They didn't really know how much I ate. And I would actually scrounge up change and go to the store and buy more ramen so it didn't look like I ate as much. Eric, Eric. Uh, that's what alcoholics do. My mom should have never taught me how to make it. Yeah, you had a problem. The Alien Movie Project. The aliens crash a kid's birthday party, basically. <laughs> Which, again... <laughs> I think supports the frat aliens notion. Oh god, where am I? Oh guys, hey, is there anything to drink at this party? <laughs> you guys. You guys, I'm gonna have some of this cake. Hey, are, you guys are you mind gonna, if I cut this cake? Can I open this? Are you gonna wear that hat? I'm just gonna take some of this cake. Montucky Skies. By the way, his character trait is he constantly pulls out stomach acid pills. What, what do you call it? Like Pepto Bismol uh -huh. or something? And he just constantly chews the pills every time something comes around. He's like, yeah. Can I just say I appreciate them down with a cup of coffee. <laughs> I appreciate the subtlety used by saying his character trait because we know this is the type of movie where each character gets one trait. Find all our podcasts on iTunes. Not safe for network.